Welcome everybody, it's Friday night, it's 6 o'clock, it's time for the Joke Workshop, I mean, happy hour here at Mutiny Radio, that's because it's Friday, not Monday at 6, it's Friday, it's the 14th of April, it's Good Friday everyone, it's okay Friday, it's fine Friday, whatever, Uh, you're joining us on Mutiny Radio and we're going to get started right now with a happy hour, the happiest of hours here at Mutiny Radio with all of your favorite comedians being funny for you here from San Francisco, wherever you are in your boring house in, I don't know, South Bend, Indiana. Uh, hey, we're, uh, everything's going to be okay. We're going to make you laugh. Uh, following comedians George D. Smith, Sabrina Miller, Scott Henry Hopkins, Jonah Pollock, Ken Suzuki, Paul Conyers, Giselle Chung, Matthew Quirk, Matthew Banks, Arden Marchetta, Marty Cunney, Chris Alta. And some name I can't read. They're all going to make you laugh. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. And I don't hate you. Uh, Don't hate on your first comedian. I don't even think he's inside yet. Uh, Hey, everybody. Clap your hands wildly for George D. Smith. He's not ready to go on. Everybody's outside talking or doing whatever it is they do. Uh, Hey, just so you guys know, coming up at 8 o'clock... Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. We're going to be doing a karaoke song and set. All the comedians are going to be doing a song at karaoke. Maybe change the lyrics, maybe not. And then they're going to do a set. It's going to be a lot of fun. Also, people in the audience are going to be singing karaoke as they are wont to do when it is a karaoke party. It's going to be a lot of fun here at 8 o'clock. Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Right now, you're in the happy hour where everybody sucks. <laughs> just kidding. It's just, it's the song. All right. We don't even. We'll just here. Listen to music. Uh, it's uh, Reagan's Polyp, a band from '96, out of New York. Very fun stuff. Together in the milky booty bodies for my 
All right, we're going to get started with your next comedian on the list. She's a funny lady. She's also on the show tomorrow night. The next 21 plus speed date a chef. Put your hands together right now. It's Sabrina Miller. God damn, it looks like number three is the new one again. <laughs> I guess that serves me right for uh, like being third and being in the bathroom when Pam called me one time. So she gave me the most amazing introduction then. And like I felt so bad. I was like trying to rush like just to get out of the bathroom. But I didn't want to come out with my pants halfway down around my uh, around my legs. So, all right, what do I what do I have for this installment here? Um, well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig deep. Um, I'm gonna talk about my childhood. I uh, I was not raised in San Francisco. I actually I lived in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, for a few years. And uh, it's like, what do I tell you about Elizabeth City? How do I give you the proper frame of reference? Um, well, first of all, it's located smack dab in the middle of the Dismal Swamp. And this is not its least attractive attribute. Not by a long shot. This, this is a, Elizabeth City is such a hick town, it didn't have a bookstore. Can you believe that shit? No bookstore. So when a guy said to you that he read Playboy for the articles, you kind of had to give him the benefit of the doubt. You really did. We didn't even have a Dairy Queen. Uh, we weren't even white trash enough for Dairy Queen. <laughs> Our town was such a shithole that Dairy Queen was like, mm, no, 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 no. No, we don't want to be associated with that town. We don't want our name sullied. Um, yeah, like I said, there was one hotel, and uh, I, don't, I don't even think, we didn't even have a Jewish family. Actually, I think someone had to convert for us to have, like, Jews in our town to actually have some diversity. I, I, can, just go on, I can just go on and on for, like, 10 minutes. Uh, um, for, like, if you told uh, illegal immigrants that they could have sanctuary in Elizabeth City, they'd, they'd be like, uh, no, no si se puede, no si se puede, no gracias. And, uh, and actually, if you, if, if it's, it's so bad that if you took a couple of newlyweds who had lived their entire lives, who were raised in Elizabeth City, and like dumped them, let's say in Modesto, right? You know, and uh, it, it would kind of be like that scene in Field of Dreams. Like, oh my God, is this heaven? It's like, no dumbass, it's fucking Modesto. What the fuck is wrong with you? And that concludes my little rant about Elizabeth City. So everything in San Francisco, it just seems amazing when I think about it. Like all the pissy street corners, amazing. All the, all the diversity, you know. Um, what else did I, yeah, I wanna say, uh, you know, actually spending some of your formative years in Elizabeth City, is, it's, it's really hard, it's tough. But it's like, it's even harder when you're transgender and it's the late 80s and you can't come out because there is no bookstore, there's no biography section. You ain't gonna find a biography of uh, you know, Christine Jorgensen and be like, oh my God, I'm not the only one. God didn't make a mistake. Not for me. So it, it, it was terrible. Like I didn't even know what I was. I, I couldn't tell anyone. The only transitioning I knew about was uh, Dr. David Banner to the green guy. Like rotary phone to push button. That's how backwards it was. I still have a callus on my index finger from dialing that fucker. Uh, the only other transitioning I knew about was, like I said, from Catholic to Jew. That's about it. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm transgender, and uh, 
You know, I've actually, I came out to San Francisco to finish my transition, and honestly, I never knew how much guys really thought about sex until after I stopped trying to be one. It's the ultimate irony. So I was trying to reconnect with some classmates the other day, like on, uh, on the internet, social media, and I found out that one of my fellow um, classmates, uh, they actually transitioned from male to female. Can you believe that? Like, what are the chances? And like, even, even crazier, this, this person like, had the same last name that I, that I used to have, Andrew. And I was like, I was like, I was, it was amazing. It was like crying tears of joy. It's like, I was so happy that this person was living a genuine life. They had found happiness. I was just looking forward to reconnecting with them at our, you know, at, the, at our 20th high school reunion. We could share like, you know, stories, tears of joy, laughter, sorrow, but not the award for most change, God damn it. That award is mine, all right? All right, that, I'm Sabrina Miller. That's been my time. Most change, Sabrina Miller, everyone. Yay. Woo. Yay. Fresh face. Woohoo. All right, your next comedian. I don't see him inside. It's It, it could be you. It's supposed to be uh, Henry Hopkins, Scott Henry Hopkins. Hold on. I got my list over here. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, it, or it could be, it was supposed to be George D. Smith, but he, and, and then uh, Scott Henry Hopkins, everybody. He's not here either. But you know who is? The guy was waving to me earlier. Uh, hey, here, he's going to make you laugh. Get excited, everybody. It's Jonah Pollock. All right, I guess I'm on stage in such a hasty state. I'm now a bicycling themed comedian. Hey, everybody. Why do they call it the bicycle lane? Because it's lane. It's not lame. Because uh, bad puns. Uh, you guys, uh, I have a solution to sustain the economy, uh, which I figured out this afternoon, which is when your landlord is drunk and he needs help raking uh, up the grass and all the dead leaves in his backyard, he'll pay you $50 an hour. So everyone just wait for their landlord to get tipsy and then suggest you do yard work for him. And then we can all afford mortgages after about 10 years of doing that. Uh, you guys have seen this thing about how Trump is going to spend like all of Obama's eight-year travel budget in like one year because he's always going to Florida. Upside, Florida is a stand-your-ground state. Uh, so he likes going to the one place where it's technically legal to murder the president. Uh, the only downside is you have to visit Florida. Which is kind of, it's kind of a huge drawback. Like, I feel like if someone went down there with the express intention to, murdering, to murder the president, they'd, like, commit suicide, and then the people back home would be like, oh, my God, was he captured? Like, no, he just got there, and it was just horribly depressing. Like, it was just, like, strip malls filled with strip clubs. <laughs> it was raining all the time. He just fucking ate the bullet that had Trump's name on it. Terrible. Uh, I live across the street in Oakland from the place that burned down the other week. Anyone see this in the news? Yeah. Yeah, there was like 20 news vans there within like five minutes of the alarm sounding. Uh, so I think I figured out how to call attention to myself uh, to set myself on fire. That's, that seems like a good social media strategy. Uh, just set myself on fire with just a Tinder profile just taped to my chest instead of a DNR. Um, uh, I, I want to marry my cat. Uh, not, not sexually, but uh, for insurance purposes. Uh, but also, I want my cat to have power of attorney. 
because when I'm in a coma, my dying wish is for all my friends and family members to be on their knees trying to talk to my cat. Uh, that's how I want to go out. Uh, funny thing, so like, does anyone find it weird that your family gets to decide if you're in a coma whether or not you get to stay on life support? Like, Ed, do you think, do you trust your family to leave, leave the plug in? Because your family knows what a piece of shit you are if you're a piece. Like, like you tell the barista at Starbucks, I'm writing a novel. They're like, oh, you're so cool. But your family knows, there's, that, knows that there's no novel, right? Life support is for closers. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I was in a relationship last year. It was my first, like, serious relationship. Yeah, give it up for me and my intimacy issues. Yeah. For all you know, I'm a monster and I deserve to be single this whole time. No, but uh, I was in a relationship and, uh, you know, it's all about compromises, but compromises mixed with passion. So you got to be ready to, like, have a suicide pact, but you got to each be comfortable using whatever your preferred method is, you know? (laughs) Some people are showy. They want to, like, throw themselves off a bridge. I just want to put a bag over my head after the football game. You know, I really don't. Don't want to leave the house. Don't want to make a show of myself. But I will die at the exact same time as you. So uh, how should we go out? All right. So we, we got to solve childhood education in America, right? You guys, we got to get the kids smart. Well, uh, when I was in kindergarten, I wouldn't sit still. And when they asked me why I couldn't sit still, I told them it was because my dad was putting beer in my apple juice. And it turns out that's one way to get your parents way more involved in your education. All right. Give it up for Pam. Woo! All right. Hey, that was Jonah Pollock. Spiking your kids. Apple juice with whiskey is a way to get rid of whiskey and not drink it yourself. Uh, But why would you want to do that? Don't waste your whiskey on the kids. Come on now. Give it to me. Your next comedian's going to make you laugh. Hey, get excited for George D. Smith. I'm so excited about this guy. Feel those dumb noises. Anyway, how you guys doing this evening? Afternoon, evening. That's cool. And lady, not to fucking and ladies, plural. Not to be that fucking asshole, right? Oh, speaking of and being an asshole, shower sex. Ew. Kinda right. Like the shit don't work out, right? Like you go into the shower. With a woman, maybe a girlfriend, hopefully, or not, maybe betterly, and, like, you end up in there, and the shit, like, I just, all I remember, every time I think about it is my back gets cold and wet and windy. Like, when the fuck, is the window open? (laughs) Like, it's fucked up. (laughs) Like, anyway. So, like, I was thinking about, like, what the fuck, uh, like, the good showers are, and they all stink. Like every fucking what? What's the showers that stink? He, he already knew the jail doctor. <laughs> I was gonna say Holocaust doctor. <laughs> Any of those fucking showers are brutal. Like what's another bad one? Oh, the um, the fucking what's the one you do at school? Oh yeah, that shower. Um, and the one I ended up at that was the worst was I was at this goddamn homeless shelter shower and it was so shit because 
let, hey, let's just picture this stage, right? That's your shower, right? All around three walls. And these two seats in front of me are the only two toilet seats. Used to be a church. Now it's a homeless shelter. Weird. Now it's those two seats, just like they are. No walls, no nothing. So you could just take a shit and just look at maybe six or seven dudes take a shower in front of you. That's a good feeling if you're into it. <laughs> if you're not into it, you go, I will never, ever take a shit or shower in this place the entire time I ever fucking live here. But that's just me. Oh, <laughs> talking about a shitty situation, but um, ching. <laughs> Tried to make a joke, right? The whole thing is to make jokes. This is jokes. Right? Don't tell a story. That was a story. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's either milk or milk, depending if you're right. Or wrong, okay? It's milk. I can't stand a fuck that says milk. It like it burns a hole into my soul. Like every time, like my oldest, dearest friend. I don't know if he's dearest, but he's certainly the oldest. <laughs> he would say milk, all, milk all the time. Hey, George, just wanted to just go have a drink of milk. What are you? Fucking a retard? <laughs> I just mentioned all Alright. Oh. Instead of saying but all the time, just as a pro tip, say it. Yeah. Instead of but. It. It works also, just as a grammatical tool. Alright, so I know I only got a, like a minute left. We'll just leave with this dumbass. I always do every fucking time Pam hates, but she knows when the end of the set is. What can guys do that lifesavers can't? Come in five different flavors. Thank you. Good night. You will like it if you pick up your pants. And milk is good with donuts. Thank you, Arden Marchetta, for the donut. Your next comedian. It's been a while since I've seen him. I'm sure you guys are going to be excited to hear his jokes. Clap your hands wildly for Scott Henry Hopkins. Do not be afraid to take Thanks, them everybody. Off. Oh, is this working? Boy, there's more mics on stage here than a strip club at a gay bar. Well, that was funny. Come on. What's wrong with you? So um, I just read that there are now 7 billion people in the world? That's pretty depressing, right? Very depressing. It now means the odds are seven billion to one that I'm gonna get laid. It's terrible. It's hard, yeah. Not only that, but I'm from Oakland. Give it up for Woo! Woo! Yeah, I know, all these haters are down on Oakland. Yeah, Oakland, I love it. It's got cheap rent, plenty of parking, and when you sign a rental agreement, you get a free medical marijuana prescription. How cool is that, good? So I'm also a Raiders fan, and now the Raiders are leaving. I know. But it makes sense because a lot of people in Oakland, they, uh, they, you know, you're a Raiders fan. They look at, they don't like them. They think you're a loser. Oh, those weird Raider fans. 
So I'm wearing my gear, you know, nobody likes me. But then I come to San Francisco, I'm wearing, wearing my Raider hat and clothes, and everybody thinks I'm a gangster. How cool is that, right? They're kind of crossing the street to get away from me. They're asking me if I sell drugs. I don't sell drugs while I'm on stage, anyway. Uh, what else? But it is kind of weird. San Francisco is kind of weird, confusing sometimes for us Oakland people. You know, in Oakland, we have crime, you know, like purse snatchers. In San Francisco, you see a guy running down the street with a purse. You think, wow, is that a purse snatcher or is that somebody expressing their gender identity while training for a mini marathon? <laughs> yeah. No? Yes? Come on. That was good. That's what she said. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> and that's why I'm here. She said it was bad. So thank you for reinforcing that. Yeah, my name is Scott, S-Q-U-O-T-T-E. Uh, I know it's kind of weird, but it's not my fault. My mother can't spell when she's drunk. Uh, eh. uh, what else? Yeah, you know, I love my mother. She, you know, kind of weird. But uh, sh she was a law-abiding person who gave me life, especially at a time when uh, abortions were illegal. So thank you, Mom. Thank you for not breaking the law. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Uh, what else about, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize that Oakland is a great place to break into the entertainment business. Yeah. Yeah. They're always filming TV programs there, like Cops, Americans Most Wanted, Dancing with Your Cellmates. Okay. Let's do the obvious joke. So if United Airlines merged with JetBlue, they could become United Black and Blue. Wait. <laughs> and Donald Trump, you know. You know, Donald Trump has a ban on Muslim ex-presidents who were born in Kenya, uh, and they're banned with, from coming within tw 200 yards of Trump Towers, especially if they have wiretapping equipment. Yeah, Obama, yeah. Um, and a lot of that problem with uh, Trump and the Russians, just a big under misunderstanding, because if Trump, um, you know, if Trump, when he had phone sex with Melania, just stop asking her to do that sexy Russian accent. That's all it is, yeah. So, uh, and the other thing about Trump, uh, you know, people don't realize that he is for the immigration of hot supermodels. Especially if they're willing to do jobs that Americans won't do, like marry Donald Trump. Hey. So thank you, you've been um, more wonderful than my mother ever was. So thank you for that. <laughs> Silence is golden, as they say. So that's my time, and um, happy Friday. Scott Henry Hopkins. Happy Good Friday, everyone. Yes. I think she's from Slovakia. Or Slovenia. Slovenia. Yeah, I don't know. They're all, there are so many countries over there that I still don't know. I'm like, Croatia's a place? I'm such a jerk. Your next comedian, I don't see Ken Suzuki, so I'm going to say he's not here yet, but your uh, next comedian is everybody. Put your hands together for Paul Conyers! Yay! Oh, poor Tonky the Talking Bear. Hello. For anyone listening on Mutiny Radio, I can assure you I'm incredibly handsome. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Paul. Um, 
I, uh, I like to think of myself as a tolerant person, but I've never used the multicultural emojis without being an asshole. So that's just a nugget about me. Um, you know what, man? I'm not going to trash uh, Oakland or San Francisco. I, lo I love California. I've lived here all my life. I've actually, uh, I've been traveling a lot and I just got home and uh, it's good to be here, man. I, I like California. I, I do have a question for my fellow Californians in here, though, and that is like, what did we do to the other states? Why, why are they so mad at us? Have you felt this? Jesus, what is the animosity? I was, I was in Wyoming, and I was at a bar just kind of chatting a guy up, and I was like, yeah, I'm from California. And a guy that I wasn't talking to that overheard me yelled out, fuck California. And I turned around, I was like, what? He was like, yeah, you heard me. Fuck California. You think we're just a bunch of flyover states. Now, that's weird for a couple reasons. One, he just told my entire state to go fuck ourselves. And then his next complaint was that we don't visit more. Like, dude, the other states need to let go of the hatred. I'm sorry Dre and Tupac didn't record South Dakota Love, but honestly, how many references to Mount Rushmore would they have to make just to limp through the first verse? I, you know what? Other states, here's some free advice. If you don't want to be a flyover state, park, you know, build some shit we want to park our airplanes near. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I like doing comedy, though. It's cool, man. Uh, the thing about comedy is that it's hard to get the right people to listen. You're either in a bar uh, where people are trying to watch the game, and they're like, shut the fuck up, and you're like, you know what? I drove. I'm doing my five. Or you get people that you meet on the street, and they find out you do comedy, and they, they want you to do comedy right then and there. It's happened to every comedian that's ever existed. It has worked out zero times. I, uh, I, the last time it happened to me, I was in San Diego for a bachelor party. So I'm in a nightclub, which I hate, but I'm trying to make the best of it. I'm just, my buddy and I are talking to this girl. We're exchanging pleasantries. She's like, Hey, what do you do? And, uh, my, my friend said, well, I do HR consulting and he's a, K and I was like, no, please say cobbler or something. I'll fix shoes. I'll fix shoes. And he's like comedian. I was like, oh shit. And immediately she's like, oh, you're a comedian. Okay. Well tell a joke. Tell me a joke. Funny guy. Come on. You're funny. Tell me a joke. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't really want to do that. I mean, it's loud. It's in a nightclub. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. She's like, come on. If Louis CK walked in right now and said, this is your chance. What would you do? I was like, I tell him a fucking joke. You're not Louis C.K. Let me see. You have like hair on your head and your tits are smaller than his. So I'm not interested. But she would not let it go. And finally, I was like, fuck it. I'll tell you a joke. And then I told her like a stupid joke. And she was like, you know, that wasn't that funny. I was like, oh, really? Normally I kill when I scream my one-liners into someone's ear over a Kanye Depeche Mode cover. Now, I didn't, uh, when I was growing up, I, I wanted to be a pro athlete like a lot of kids. Like, I wanted, you know, I wanted to play in the NFL. I wanted to have Joe Montana throw me touchdown passes. But, uh, you know, then I realized that it would be um, sort of impractical to ask him to wait for me. Uh, like, kid, come on, I'm 37. You're eight years old. I'm tired. My body hurts. Um, but being a pro athlete would have to be like the weirdest job ever. And it's because it's the only job where you can get traded. That doesn't happen in our normal everyday jobs. Nobody walks in for their mid at Chipotle and they're like, Jimmy, you've been traded. We're sending you to the Verizon kiosk at the mall. Like what, what skills do they, what, how do they think that's going to transfer, sir? Yeah. Um, <laughs> thanks, man. Um, 
But I mean, that's got to be a real shot to the ego, right? Imagine having to tell your friends you've been traded. Like, hey guys, I just want to let you know I'm going to be moving tomorrow to a city that I've never been to that I have no knowledge of whatsoever. Oh, I would have told you sooner, but uh, I literally just found out two days ago myself. Yeah, I would have told you, but despite being a grown adult, this decision was made for me. All right, well, I guess that's my time, guys. Thank you so much. Oh, I got a minute? Oh, okay, good. All right, well, <laughs> I sort of just ruined any momentum I had building there. So let's just pretend that I was just in my flow. And, uh, and uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm moving to a city I've never been to. And, uh, you know, oh, why am, I being why am I moving there? Well, it's funny you should ask. You know that job I go to every day that I try really hard at? Well, they've decided that they have a better chance for success if I actively compete against them. So... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, who, who's going to replace me? They don't know yet. They're going to pick some kid from college with no experience, but they're banking that, that, that he's going to do better than me. So uh, anyway, so you know what? So may, I'm, I'll do comedy instead of the NFL. It doesn't matter. It all ends up the same road, right? I'm probably going to end up killing myself when I'm 45. I just, I just won't have a headache. So anyway, thanks, guys. Have a great night. that he's not going to play professional football and, and be, have, what's it called, uh, uh, Alzheimer's. Isn't it if you get hit in the head 12 times, Alzheimer's happens? Yeah, he's super funny. He's also like really tall. Why aren't you trying out for Tyra's Next Top Model, you weirdo? You could be making millions of dollars, you fucking good-looking freak. He's like a tall, good-looking dude. Why aren't you already rich? What are you doing here? Go make money and come back and give us your money. Do you understand? Take your good looks like you're like, this is what they tell pretty, pretty little girls. They're like, don't be smart. Don't be clever. Just be hot. Just go out there and be hot, dude. Just do it. All the money is yours, you weirdo. Your next comedian. Just another, I'm sorry. He's like, he's like Adonis like fucking walks in. He's there's, and there's not a, like a, what's it called? Like the fucking film crew following him being like, why isn't he famous yet? You know, like they, at least you should have cancer or something. Isn't that what happened to the Spartacus guy? Like, that's, I'm sorry. It's good. No, don't get cancer. Don't, please don't get cancer. Ken Suzuki's still not here. Oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, shit. From, from Adonis to... Our favorite satyr, his, his goat hooves are going to tap their way into your heart, you guys. He's going to tie you up with chains, and he's going he's gonna to make you bleed <laughs> in a good way, like as a sacrifice to help the sex gods. Everybody, Ken Suzuki! Thank you, Pam. If I make it big, she's going to be my opener. Those, kill him with those intros. Oh, good to be back in Mutiny. Yeah, we may have run ashore recently, but don't worry. We'll be back in the wet ocean soon. Oh, I made a mistake today. Today is the day I decided... Uh, so today I took an IQ test. And, <laughs> oh, that was a mistake. Like, take an IQ test, and let's just do reaffirm that you're already better than someone else. Take an IQ test, it's like, uh, it's like measuring your dick. It just all it does is reaffirm what kind of piece of shit human being you already are. Like, ooh, maybe the numbers will come out in my favor. If they were in your favor, you wouldn't be taking the fucking test. Both ways, ugh. Well, my mother's proud of me. 
you know, and that's what matters, right? At least my mom's proud of me. Now, my mother was senile when she died. Um, but I remember her last words to me. Her last words to me were, Ken, all toys are sex toys, if you know how to use them right. <laughs> Don't think she knew who she was talking to, but it did get me understanding why she always liked to give out back massages as gifts now. And how did the vibrator develop? Was it like, was it, was it originally nurses taking advantage of their Parkinson's patients? And then it was the washing machine, eventually it was those back massages you buy from Walmart? Because you know, conventional sex stores don't make the best uh, hand-me-down items, do they? You don't hear of the heirloom butt plug getting passed down from generation to generations. That old Graham, this crystal butt plug has been here in our family since the Mayflower. Good old Granny's butt plug. Where am I going with this set? I don't know, but child rearing is difficult. Is it not? It is. I, don't have, I only have one kid in every state, and um, that's a bad joke. I apologize for that. I don't, have a kid in, I, don't, I don't have a kid in every state. I only have one kid. But I have changed my name about 50 times, though. Trying so, to avoid that child support? Hmm? Trying to avoid that child support? What child support? What child? What are you talking about, Ed? What child? I don't have a child. Ken Suzuki does not have any children. Ken Tanaka, maybe. But, um, oh, ooh, I did crowd work for the first time in my life. Right. Yeah, Woo! breakthroughs. That's what we're doing at the old Mutiny Radio. We're breaking walls. Yeah. We're breaking walls and crossing borders. Crossing borders. Thank you. Oh, crossing borders. My philosophy on crossing borders is this. Uh, borders are like assholes. They're meant to be penetrated every once in a while. Oh, shit. Because, because, I mean, really, folks, really, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, all races, all races gape. A, rose a rosebud by any other race would still be the color of uncooked meat. My philosophy of child-rearing has been this, though. Dumb. Ooh, you're dumb, George. How about that? Now, child-rearing. I want to have a cynical child. Yes, yeah, childhood cynicism. I think it should be instilled in children early and often. Because you can never disappoint your five-year-old when they've learned to expect nothing from you. Hey. Auto-erotic asphyxiation. Auto-erotic asphyxiation, not a bad way to go out. End your life on a high note. Come as you go. Brevity is the soul of wit. Brevity is the soul of wit. Be mindful of that as you pen your suicide letters, fellas. So suicide letter, not a suicide novel. When it comes to writing, be it a Hemingway, don't be a wolf, okay? Make it an aphorism. Be a Nietzsche. Don't be a Kant. And don't be a cunt either, but definitely don't be a Kant. And one of the most beautiful things about being alive is knowing that you always have that option to walk out. That's Ken Suzuki being funny, freaking you all out, tying you all up, and having good times here at Mutiny Radio on the happy hour, the happiest of hours here at Mutiny Radio. Your next comedian, 
she's a funny lady. Oh you God. guys are going to love her. If you don't clap your hands wildly, I'll come and slap you in the face, and that'll make a loud clapping noise for Giselle Chong. And here comes the subcutaneous microchip. Here comes the barcode on each of your heads. Thanks. Thanks, Pam. Everyone give it up for Pam. Yeah! Uh, my name is Giselle Chung, uh, and I'm, I'm, actually, I'm an improviser. This is my first time doing stand-up, so I'm really psyched to be up here, um, like six inches above the rest of you guys. Um, uh, like I said, I do a lot of improv, and I've dated a few improvisers, uh, one of whom is this uh, Asian guy. He's actually the first Asian guy that I've dated in a while, um, which is to say ever, um, and I think because of that, I might be a racist, um, but, but I was also the first Asian female that he dated, so just like two peas in a pod going to hell. Um, but one thing that was really cool about that, or interesting at least, is that um, we we didn't have to discuss a lot of things. A lot of things we just like understood implicitly, like our our guilt towards our parents. That was just something that was that was just didn't need to be said. Um, but the the other weird thing about that was was that I didn't know how to interpret our silences. Was that a did that did that mean that you know I, I just really understood him and vice versa and like we just we really connected or did that mean that we were just like awkward as fuck um it's kind of how i it's kind of how i feel about you guys you know you really get me right that's what the (laughs) um anyway it didn't work out um uh, i in college i had a roommate she stole a bunch of shit from us speaking of things that didn't work out um she stole dresses and clothes and like perfume from my best friend, my roommate. And so I confronted her on behalf of my roommate, on behalf of my best friend, um, just because I love confrontations. I, there's, I, I feel like it's just a wonderful form of, of cardio. Like nothing really gets your heart rate up, or my heart rate at least, <laughs> up quite like a, a hearty bit of conflict. Um, so I, con- I, I confronted her. And she lied. Like, I could literally see the stuff in her room, and she lied to me. She was like, no, 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 no. Um, anyway, she's in, she's in med school now, um, probably training to be like a doctor or a surgeon, and I'm, um, I'm here at an open mic, so professionally, we're both doing really well. Um, she <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but this is, this is how I imagine she would be as a surgeon. Um, oh, no, 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 you see this heart here? No, uh, my mom got this for me. That, that's, that's not your kidney. Um, I, I got that kidney at Charlotte Russe. I'm really glad you guys know what Charlotte Russe is. Um, it's, a, it's a young women's clothing store. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been cooking a lot recently uh, to see if, I would make a good mom, because that's, that's like <laughs> the thing that um, uh, my friends and I do, is we spend a lot of time talking about um, you know, how we could have it all, and how, um, how we can speak on behalf of our entire gender, 
And um, we, we actually do spend a lot of time thinking about like what we could do to uh, make sure that our kids have the best future and that they have the best opportunities open to them. Um, anyway, so I've been cooking a lot. Um, that's my minute mark, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit. Uh, I uh, do you do you guys? Whenever you meet people, do you play like I? You do like icebreakers, or you have like a, a fun fact that you you go to. So my my fun fact is that I'm a twin. Um, yeah, my tw my twin's a boy. Uh, he's a he's a man, a male. And um, the first question that I always get from people is. Oh my God, that that is so cool. Um, are you guys identical? I'm like, yeah, we're identical. <laughs> We've compared dicks. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, I've got more, but I don't think you guys want to hear it. So <laughs> thank you so much. She's compared dicks, yay, Giselle Chong. Twins, hardcore, some serious mommying there. Your next comedian, funny guy, we haven't seen him in a while. Clap wildly for Ed Ant. My pussy gonna eat you up. Thank you, Pam. This one on? All right. So, most of you know my usual stick, and the rest of you can go fuck yourselves. That was a joke. I'm not a religious person, but today is a very important holiday for me. And I want to make it a point to celebrate today's holiday. Do you know what it is? Have any idea? No. No? Wrong. Today is Cake and Cunnilingus Day. Look it up, folks, at cakeandcunnilingus.com. That one didn't land. <laughs> All my life, I've wanted to have just one girlfriend who would let me go down on her whenever I wanted and wouldn't complain when I listened to her all night long. One that would help me live out my dreams of appropriating a seven-story building and five other girlfriends. All right, I'm gonna be that way. All right, no, I'm not even gonna share this joke with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe you should pay more attention, huh? Maybe then I would have done the joke. All right, gonna, I'm gonna focus. All right, eyes up here. There's a stage. Like you said, I'm six inches above you. Six inches. Remember that. I've never been good at interacting with women. I always feel like they want nothing to do with me or that I just not allowed to be anywhere near them. But I have this really nice voice, so good for me. Yeah, yeah, six inches above, so uh, keep quiet, all right? Lady, all right? This is a one-way form of communication, all right? Focus. I want to 
spend my life surrounded by great women. The kind of women that I can appreciate orally while I'm on my knees. I think I'll pick that one up. All right. I like catchphrases. They're a very good way of expressing a lot of concise information. I'm lucky because all this week I've been able to use my new favorite catchphrase. Hey lady, come over here so I can lick your pussy. God, you're not gonna like the rest of these jokes. I'm telling you right now. I once had a pet cat. I got a lot of hairballs because I like pussy. Alright, you got a little chuckle out of that one? As some of you may have ascertained, I have a certain lifestyle aesthetic that I want to live up to. Sadly, no pussies. This would work, all my jokes would work much better with a crowd. Alright, just, just bear that in mind. Don't judge me! Don't judge me! I want to be one of those comedians with a catchphrase, like Larry the Cable Guy with Get Her Done, or Jeff Foxworthy with, might be a redneck if. But my catchphrase is, I wouldn't pick your pussy. Thank you. Thank you. The other day, I found someone's checkbook on the ground. I looked around and I tried to find who it belonged to, but I couldn't find them. But I did find that it had a blank check in it. Guess how much money they found in their bank account today? Pam gave me the horn. Thank you, Pam. And now to tell you all about my wonderful website that I use to spread love to the world. Yeah, all around the world I try to do that. Try to tell people about my website, justmeandchicks.com. Go there, download the podcast, buy a hoodie, and be my friend. Everybody, that's Ed and Yeah, he is friends. Your next comedian wants you to be his friend, too. Absolutely. He wants to roller skate with you on a Sunday at the Church of Eight Wheels. Everybody put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. Hey, Ed, I think you're making some headway with the female uh, third of the audience. So I don't want to give you any false hopes. I'm only like five and a quarter inches above everybody else here. Boom. All right. So speaking of penises, uh, how about Trump dropping the mother of all penis envy the other day? I mean, yeah. He wanted to see something go boom. I mean, he's trying to claim like there's no you know, unwanted casualties there because he dropped it somewhere where there like, wasn't any. Well, then why did you fucking drop it? If you, it's a bomb. It reminds me, like, he's back to being that five-year-old kid. Remember seeing those pictures of him driving the truck, you know? Yeah, vroom, vroom. Like, now he made something go boom. It's like, you know, this is why we don't let kids play with matches. I mean, for Christ's sake. Anyway, keeping things uh, political here. 
What else did I want to talk about? It's so hot, I had to write it down. I'm very, I usually don't get <laughs> <play the> notes. <laughs> oh, yeah, United Airlines. Anybody bike, book a flight lately? No? Yeah. I tell you what, if you want to know what fascism looks like, it's when the police have to protect the corporation from their own customers. Yeah. I tell you what, next time they say put your seat in an upright and locked position, I am snapping too like a fucking soldier, man. I am not fucking around. Do you need anything? No, no, I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay. I don't want to be a bother. So I got some new slogans for him. What do you think? Uh, Lord of the Flies, the Friendly Skies. No? It's okay. What was the other Damn one? smart. Yeah. Lord of the Flies is organized too. They just organized around the bully. I'm making some finger. Who the fuck's Lord of the Flies? All right, enough discussion. One way, remember? <laughs> one way. How about transfer prison experiment meet snakes on a plane? I kind of like that one. Yeah, all right. So uh, actually, I, bl- I fully blame the millennials, right? This volunteer like refused. <laughs> I do. This volunteer refused to leave the plane, right? I don't think that's what volunteer means. I mean, first, literally doesn't mean literally anymore, and now volunteer doesn't mean what volunteers used to mean. I think if he didn't want to leave the plane, he wasn't volunteering. Anyway. So, hey, we got, like, smart houses and, like, smartphones and smart cars. When are we going to get a smart fucking horn? I got so much more to say than just beep. Like, hey, I know that guy. Or just go around. Or Uber, use your fucking blinker. I got a grunt. <laughs> hey, happy Passover, right? Yeah. I'm feeling pretty Jewy. How about you guys? So, uh, how about this for a fucking Nazi propaganda name, right? Sean Spicer. Sean Spicer. So, anyway, he started off uh, uh, Passover by saying that, you know, he compared. He was trying to compare Syria's gassing of their people, you know, unfavorably to Hitler's gassing of his people. First of all, he was wrong. Second of all, you usually do that sort of comparison to shame the other person, not to compliment Hitler. That one killed in this room. Uh, Yeah, so what else? Facebook, right? Tell you what, Big Brother's totally fucking watching, and they are grinding away at your soul. Facebook just put in those, like, people you may know categories. They put this prostitute in that I used to fuck with years ago. Like, I'm not in contact with her anymore. How the fuck that out? Hey, Zuckerberg. <laughs> Ixnay on the fucking... What are you doing, bro? That's not cool. My mom's on this site. Fuck. No secrets. So, Kombucha. Who here drinks kombucha? Dude, I used to think that was like turnt wine and skunked beer that people got together and they like sold it to us. Told us it was now I realize it's the slurry they use for fracking, right? That stuff, it is working on the floras and the faunas in my microbiome and causing significant climate change, generating methane. That stuff is for real. All right, I guess I'll end with toilet humor since everything else is doing so good here. Oh, I forgot to say about Sean Spicer. 
Uh, anybody here have a hookup on lamb's blood? Uh, I think I'm going to need it this year. Yeah, that's rabbinical humor. Anyway, so hey, toilet humor. So uh, trannies are back. Like where trannies go to the bathroom is like back in the law, right? I mean, have those people just been holding it this whole time? What's the deal? Anyway, as an originalist, I have to point out that the founding fathers had an outhouse, and that was it. It was that or cholera. They'd have been like, indoor plumbing? All right, thank you, Mutiny. <laughs> Poop jokes from Matthew Quirk. Run to the bathroom quick, Quirk. Don't let it. I was actually thinking today uh, about, remember that, remember that fake oil? It was like oil that you could eat chips, and then they were like, it gives you anal leakage. So it was like you could eat as many chips as you wanted because they were like, it was a special fat, and then it gave you anal leakage. Not a good look. Not it was a good undigestible look. oil, which... Uh, Pringles. That, yeah. I don't think it was Pringles. It was something that was oleo, I think, was the name Oline. of the oil. Olean. Oof. Oof. Matthew Banks here. Speaking of oily, greasy bohunks, nope, not here. Hey, but your next comedian, wow. The only kind of grease he deals in is, is the oil that comes out of coffee beans that gets pressed into an amazing elixir that we drink. And, and they also, he brings donuts. He's just an all-around great guy. Also has a show here every Wednesday from 10 to midnight called The Night Space. So clap wildly for Arden Marchetta! <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. It's good to be here on a lovely Friday. Oh, my goodness. We made it to the weekend, everybody. We're alive. Yay. America's still here. Uh, so speaking of coffee, Pam, uh, you're all addicts. Uh, your heroin is caffeine. Uh, I hate to tell you this, but uh, if, if you come into the store I work at and, and, and you have a food item and a coffee, and uh, I tell you the price, and you say, oh, that's too much. Uh, and I say, well, you could put one back, and you always put back the food? Uh, that's what the rat does in the fucking lab experiment, assholes. He presses the button for the crack till he dies, you dumb shits. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? And, and if I don't give you a fix first thing in the goddamn morning, and I mean there's a line at 5.30 a.m. when I open the goddamn door, right? You, you, you want to beat me to death. That is drug-seeking behavior. How are you not seeing this? You, oh, God. Try decaf. That's all I'm saying. We have some very tasty decafs. Uh, no, but I want to talk about uh, some interesting thoughts I had this week. Uh, so, the education system is just broke to shit, right? And, and I think I know why. And it's because we're teaching lessons of the wrong times. And hear me out here. So, I, I don't know about all of you, but I learned all the important lessons about World War II and the Nazis and this and that uh, when I was in high school. Uh, and again, I don't know about you guys, but the kids today, they give them iPads and they say, here, Johnny, here's 5,000 years of human history on here. Go nuts. And I can only think of myself, and if you gave me an iPad and said, here, Arden, here's an iPad with 5,000 years of human history on it. Go nuts. Oh, I'm going to go nuts, all right. Uploading 5,000 years of porn onto that thing and busting a nut. That's what I'm going to be doing. So what I'm saying is either teach them later when they can hold their load, 
or teach them earlier when sex isn't really a thought in their head. Or, or option three, and they hear me out, uh, option three, we just give them the really good porn. Uh, let me explain, because I'm getting blank stares here. Uh, so somebody asked me the other day, they said, Arden, who said, let them eat cake? And I said, Marie Antoinette. And they said, that's right. How'd you know that? And I said, from Let Them Eat Cock, volume nine. <laughs> Very historically accurate period piece. The costuming is fantastic. Uh, and somebody the other day asked me, Arden, did uh, Genghis Khan and the Mongols conquer Persia? And I said, yeah. And I said, how do you know? I said, Genghis Gangbang 18. It takes all 18 volumes to get to Persia. Asia is a big place, that's all I'm saying. Uh, and, uh, you know, somebody the other day said, uh, who, who, who captured lightning in a bottle on a key using a kite? And I said, Benjamin Franklin. And they said, oh, well, you know that from grade school. I said, no, I don't remember shit from grade school. I know that from Benjamin's bitches. It's Benjamin Franklin ripping off Mr. Wizard. And every, uh, every episode, he has a new bitch who's a French whore, because we all know he was all about the French, French whores. Benjamin, he was, he was rolling in the French whores. And uh, it, they do an earth science experiment, like, ooh, magnetism, you know, it's 1700, so only so much. So it's like, ooh, magnetism's a thing. And now your clothes come off. And then they start fucking. And that, that's really it. It's, it's a very loose premise, but so is everything I've been talking about tonight. And uh, I thank you so much for listening to it. You've been a wonderful audience. Thank you, Pam, for giving me some time. And thank you, Mutiny, for uh, being here. You give it a back to your host, Pam Benjamin! Arden Marchetta, illuminating the important issues here during the happy hour. Uh, I love Journey Roberts' joke about uh, prostitution is the only crime that becomes legal when you film it. Which is porn. That's a that's a Journey Roberts joke for you. And neither of your next comedians are here. I believe Matthew Banks are uh, is still not here. Nor is Roman Leo has not shown up. Not not. But uh, all right. I don't know. Is Marty Cunny here yet? With his gold pants? No, no. But you know who is here? He runs an open mic every Wednesday at Eagle, except for the first. Wednesday of the month when, hey, everybody, that's a showcase. It's a great bar. It's a great uh, patio. Their patio is fucking amazing. Uh, great staff, awesome stage, uh, and a really great open mic. Every Wednesday, sign-ups are at 5.30, and the show is at 6. You guys are going to have a great time right now. Lucky you. He's here. It's Colin Holtz. Yeah, keep clapping. Don't stop, everybody. Keep clapping. Yes, that's right. It's me, Colin Holtz. Oh, my God. Don't stop clapping, everybody. Keep going. I'm going to tell you to stop, but don't stop. Oh, my God. Stop. Stop, you guys. Don't stop. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> going to have a fun time. Oh, man, you guys are so lucky. All right. Uh, 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 um, balls. This is this is a premise that I've heard before, but uh, I'm talking about it differently. Balls. You know what? She left as soon as I said balls. <laughs> 
Hello, bye. She waved. She waved goodbye. Um, never stop moving. Balls never stop moving. As guys, we know this. Uh, but I, I, I had a girlfriend. I mean, obviously, I don't anymore. But when I did, I told her, "Hey, uh, check out my balls." <laughs> she was like, "I just, I, I see them." enough i don't need to check them out i'm like yeah but i'm like i'm not moving now just check them out so we just sat looking at my balls sitting in my lap and she was like oh my god that's so cool how's how the hell is how are you doing that i'm like it, it moves around like the smoke in a crystal ball you know like, will you have children in the future? Hopefully not. Um, so that was a really nice bonding moment that we had together. Staring at my balls together. It was love. <laughs> we were in love. Mm. Uh, folks, if you are ever having a hankering for a, a thirst quencher, I recommend you go on down to your local corner store and pick up a bottle of Schweppes, ginger ale. Schweppes, one of the oldest, one of the oldest carbonated drink makers in the world, I believe. Uh, here's a fun fact. This isn't a joke, this is just history. The person that invented soda water was a person who lived in England. I almost said London, England, but he didn't live in London, England. His name was Joseph Priestley, and he wrote a short book and also a very large book later, <laughs> but he wrote, he wrote a short book called The Different Airs. Because he did not, they didn't know what to call gases at the time. They called them airs. And he was like, check this out. Went to a brewery. Or they, they, can make, they can make carbonated drinks at the time. You know, beer and, and there was natural sparkling water. And uh, brewers would often find mice uh, around the rim of the vats of beer dead. And they were like, how did this happen? It's because of the carbon dioxide. So it would, they, would, they would be like, there's bad air down there, and he just hovered some water, a, a bowl of water over this vat of beer, and then the water became carbonated. And he was like, I've discovered a different type of air. Uh, and then he also discovered oxygen, and the French were like, oh shit, this guy has a secret weapon. And then it, it wasn't anything special. It was just air. Tight, so that's Joseph Priestley. He was also a very religious man, and he, uh, he had to move to the America after the Revolutionary War. Died, died here. We took him. Tight. Well, that's not a funny story. Get along, not 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 now. Get him, you can treat him, you can not 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 leave it with him down. Hey, are you ready for you? Not on your own two feet. Um. 
Cool. So there you go. Brief history lesson. Balls never stop moving. And, uh, yeah, I guess I'm done. Nobody, isn't anybody else here yet? Well, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. But you're like an angel inside. Yay! Colin Olds. I learned a lot. That was awesome history. I learned a lot about his balls. I'm excited about that. That's really great. It's it's a thing. You have balls. I've never actually thought about them before tonight. So really enlightening work tonight. Absolutely enlightening work. All right. Your next comedian, uh, Matthew Banks, isn't here, and neither is Roman Leo, and neither is Marty Cunney. But oh oh, did I speak too soon? Who's here? Who's here? Oh, there he is. Oh, he just walked in the door. He just walked in the door. His beard is looking much more majestic than it has in the past. I don't know if he's using a special oil or he just hasn't been paying attention to himself. You guys are gonna love your next comedian. Oh, he's all injured and shit still. Oh, how could he drive a car? Or I don't drive a car. Is it? He's doing his thing. He's keeping it going. Everybody, put your hands together because he certainly can't. It's Marty Cunney. All right, because I forgot to write things down, I'm going to do the same thing I did on Wednesday night. So, believe it or not, I've been single for uh, a while, and it's new to me because I I was in a relationship for six years before that, and uh, technology changed a lot over those six years. Like, everything changed. I mean, the porn scene, the, the technology scene. I'm, particularly, I'm talking about the Oculus Rift. Um, uh, that's a fantastic piece of technology. Uh, it's, a, you know, the surround uh, virtual reality headsets. And then, you know, we also came out with the flashlight in the meantime. And I'm wondering, what is it that you girls have to offer these days? I'm wondering because... Seems like I have all my bases covered. I've got everything I want to see and uh, everything I really need to feel. If I need some boobs, you know, you get those one of those really lifelike dolls. It's crazy. I mean, I guess that's like really one of the motivation for making money anymore is just those crazy expensive sex toys. You know, I mean, it's probably cost the same amount as a woman does over time, so ah. a lot less to deal with. Um, and I think it's I think it makes a lot of sense. I think that you know another way that Japan got way ahead of us because their birth rates have been down for years now, right? And I think it's just because they're ignoring women because they're finally just fully transitioned onto like ten titted tentacle monsters with like things going into every orifice. And I'm still talking to girls at bars that are like, you don't better not order me a Smirnoff. I'll know if it's Smirnoff. It better be Grey Goose, because I can taste the difference. I can, okay? I'm envious of those guys, really. Uh, but, you know, porn, porn has already been uh, influenced by technology quite a bit. Um, you know, because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a late millennial, I guess you'd probably call me. So that means that I was uh, coming to sexual age during the uh, dial-up era, and... Things went from dial-up to DSL very quickly, uh, and that meant the porn options just blossomed. Whereas before, you were talking about having to wait minutes, uh, which is hours in jerk-off time, uh, waiting for minutes to load, and you were just sitting there like, oh, I hope this is all right. And then all of a sudden, 
boom, DSL, and you could finally just get access to everything, and these streaming sites opened up, and everyone collectively developed porn ADD, where we're just like, oh my God, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. And it's like, so people have asked me, um, you know, are you right-handed or left-handed? And I say, uh, well, it's a good thing that I did this uh, to my left arm because I'm right-handed and everything except two things. Um, swing at a baseball bat, and I probably shouldn't have mentioned two things because the other one is masturbation. I'm a lefty in the masturbation realm. And the reason why is this porn ADD, it caused a problem for me because I was going righty back in the day, and I would go, all right, so let's pull up some Asian porn. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, wait, let's see some Asians with big tits. Click around, boom, boom, boom. Let's see some Asians with big tits on a bus. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, let's see some Asians with big tits on a bus with like 10 guys. Boom, boom, boom. Let's see them getting peed on, blah, 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 blah. And then finally, it was just like too much back and forth, and my brain just kind of rewired itself and switched over to the left hand. I mean, the, the human body is really incredible, guys, is what I'm really trying to get at. Um, but it's okay. I mean... You know, this, this single thing has been tough on me. I, um, I'm really bad at uh, talking to women. I, I think that that's not entirely true. I can, uh, I can lure them into a false sense of security, but then I just say something that really, uh, really uh, is not good. It doesn't help my case. Like I was talking to a girl the other night, and this is a very true story, uh, a too real, too true story for me. And I was talking to this girl at a bar, and I have no idea where she was talking to me because she was very attractive. Uh, older woman, uh, and I look like I might have, you know, snuck past the bouncer or something. And um, she asked me, oh, how'd you, uh, like, I was talking to her about like, half an hour, you know, shooting the shit. And uh, she asked me, oh, how'd you, um, how'd you, what'd you do to your shoulder? And a little brain, part of my brain said, uh, you know, yeah, say something funny. Uh, I was fisting your mom and she coughed. Which turns out to someone you've just met is not something funny. And she was like, okay. Um, and she actually said this to me. She just kind of stared at me for about 20 seconds, like no words for a good 15, 20 seconds. And I was just like, she's like, okay, I'm going to give you another chance to go back and try that one again. And so I walked away and I sauntered back up and she goes, so what'd you do to your arm? Uh, I was fisting your mom. <laughs> I couldn't fucking help myself. And uh, believe it or not, she gave me one more shot. She's like, guys, okay, you're clearly wasted or something. I'm gonna, you're, you clearly have some charm. I'm going to let you dig yourself a little deeper. Why don't you come back and try that one again? And I said, okay. I came back. And she said, what did you do to your arm? And I said, well, um, I was playing rugby and I went to tackle this Fijian guy. And uh, he knocked me down and I got back up and I saw your mom on the sideline. I just ran right over and just drove my fist right up her anus. And believe it or not, she wouldn't talk to me after that. <laughs> All right, that's my time, guys. I'm Marty Cuddy. Marty Cunny's sophisticated anal fisting jokes. Like a professional comedian, always ending on a fisting joke. Very nice. Uh, hey, your next comedian. Funny young man. He was left us for a while, but he's back. He's doing the comedy again. 
I don't know. It's like it's it's like he's Jesus resurrected from the dead. Happy Good Friday, everyone, and put your hands together for Chris Vialta. Thank you. Good Friday. I don't know, I'm not sure what celebrated on Good Friday. I was a bad Catholic. Uh, bad parents, actually. Mostly. I don't know. I got a B in public speaking. I don't know what made me think I could do this, honestly. Like, the education system told me, you're going to suck at it. You're not going to be funny at it either. I don't know what. I trail off again. Um, I've, I've been, we're not, we're not idiots in here, right? We don't. Nobody here believes in global warming, right? We're not stupid, I hope, right? We're not. Because the other day I was walking down the street and this guy told me, he said that the reason why oceans are getting dirtier has partly to do with climate change. And I spoke up, I told him what an idiot he was. I was like, no man, that's not why. Jesus just hasn't changed his walking on water shoes. They're getting a little dirty. He's He's not respecting the ocean that he made. That's all it is. I know, next thing they're gonna say, I'm gonna hear some person say that guns aren't the reason why people die. I'm like, I think you're an idiot. Or that young boys aren't hot. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Come on now. Stupid people out there, I'm seriously. Especially here, Bay Area. How the hell did I end up here? <laughs> this character is fun. Um, I've been reading a lot of Nietzsche, which is another way of saying my dorm is just covered in Fight Club posters right now. It's very, very complicated. Mm. Um, I, I just got from work, I coach youth soccer, which is a very weird, I don't know how I got the job. People ask me, what's the hardest part about coaching soccer? And I say, I'm American. The hardest part about coaching soccer is liking soccer. Honestly, I don't. And kids too, I also help teach kids. And the hardest part about that job is liking kids. I don't know how I got these jobs. And honestly, they're just giving them away. Because nobody likes either of those things in this area. I don't, people don't like, I don't think people like kids very much. And parents, maybe they love them, but there's a difference between love and like, you know? Parents love their kids, so they'll feed them. But if they like their kids, they wouldn't make them sit at a whole other table on Thanksgiving, you know? That's just not friendly. If my co- even teachers, like I ask my coworkers, do you like kids? And the response is always, yeah, I like kids, I, I really. I love them, I, 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 I fucking love them. Fuck them, man! Why am I still here? Even kids don't like kids, you know? Their biggest wish growing up is to grow up. Like, they're tired of their own shit. I was tired of it. I, as a kid, I was just done with being a kid. I was like, get me out of here. Um, what else do I want to... Yeah, I'm a, a lady that, that I was... I've been... She told me that she'd go out with me if, if I got more in touch with my feminine side. So if anybody here knows how to menstruate, I'd be paid top dollar for a lesson in that. I'd love to get laid now. But I am kind of a, I'm kind of a feminine guy. I, I learned that after my first uh, uh, breakup. What happened? I was 15. I called her on the phone. I said, hey, Becca, will you be my girlfriend? And... What I thought she said was, yes, I'd love to be your girlfriend. Oh, my God. Oh, I've been waiting for you to have so many years. But what she really said was, fine. Which is like the fuck you of yeses, you know? Just <laughs> fine. That's what you tell a cop when he pulls you over and asks for your license and registration. Fine, fucker. But it was still a yes, and I was happy. It was late. I went to sleep. I wake up eight hours later to a text from her, two words, never mind. 
And she wasn't talking about the Nirvana album. It was a serious thing. People say this metaphorically, but I literally slept through my whole relationship. It was just eight hours. And how I found out that I was feminine from that is how I reacted to it. What I did is I went to the kitchen. I cooked up a bunch of bacon. I put that bacon into a bowl of Oreos, cookies, and cream ice cream. And I ate it all while watching The Devil Wears Prada because I wanted to remind myself that I don't need a woman to be an independent man like Meryl Streep and Anne Hathaway. I can make clothes on my own. Come on now. All right. Thank you guys for your time so much. Thank you. All of us wearing no pants. Take off the pants. Chris Vialta, strong, independent man, eating his feelings like a, like a big man does. Yay. Uh, your next comedian, he runs a show here on Tuesday nights from 10 to midnight called Occult Oubliette. And if you need to know what an oubliette is... It's a dungeon with one entrance at the top, which means you're never getting out. Uh, he's a funny guy. He's all the way up here from San Jose. Clap your hands wildly for David Stolowitz. Thanks. You guys will be happy to know that I have achieved deep inner peace and contentment. Just kidding. I'm in stand-up. Yeah. Um, no, but I am a master of the elements, fire, earth, water, and hot air. Yeah, I get it done. Uh, I live on a gay commune uh, north of Morgan Hill. It's uh, called Rancho Scapito, also known as Casa de las Jotas. Uh, Jota is uh, Mexican slang for a gay guy. And uh, the reason that they call us Jotas is because it was cell block Jota in the Mexico City jail where they used to lock us all up, which never made any sense to me because that's like speed dating for gay guys. Especially if you've got a prison fetish. It doesn't work out. So I am in a gay, serodiscordant, interracial, cross-generational relationship. Um, yeah. Uh, but he's just my Augustine to me. And I love him dearly. He's sweet. He's shorter than me. And I have more gray hair than he does. He calls me viejo. It's fucked up. Uh, it's just the way it turned out. But he kind of looks like a, a really sweet, balding version of Bob's big boy like the little kid with the hamburgers remember that yeah he's adorable even with this little balding spot yeah that's great uh, we have lots of uh, wonderful animals on our farm uh, chickens and goats and llamas or llamas if you're Hispanic and uh, the chickens are really fun I like to get high with them and use them to promote my shows I do this segment on YouTube called the chicken of wisdom where I interview them about current events and policies they're actually pretty insightful. I asked one chicken what he thought about Trump. His response was, what? <laughs> the sheep aren't nearly as fun. Like they claim to be Christian, but they keep kicking the black sheep off the property. And I'm all about that one lost sheep, you know? I go and talk to them. I find out 99% of them are following a wolf in sheep's clothing. And I'm just like, wake up sheeple. Don't let the government pull the wool over your eyes. We do carne asada cook-offs on Sunday, and it's a lot of fun, and it's good stuff, too. Um, it's one of the reasons I fell in love with a Mexican is the food. I've just been conditioned since I was a kid. It's wired into my brain. Um, and uh, you ever have that one friend that just wants to do drag when nobody's in the mood? No? You're more of a football crowd? Okay, I get that. <laughs> Yeah, well, Mario slash Maria has done this so often now that even drag has become a drag. I ripped that off from Tony Kushner. Uh, but yeah, um, it's just nothing anymore. I've seen it so many times. It's just, it's like a school shooting. It's been done to death. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I have a lovely little open mic on Mondays in uh, the Sofa District of San Jose, where there are no actual sofas. It stands for like uh, South First Area, um, but like I'm down in a crypt underground. I mean, it, it's actually like a sports bar, but it looks like it was decorated for a college fraternity. And uh, yeah, that's the blue chip. That's my place. Eight to ten. We'll give you extra time, especially if you bring people. I want to do a shameless bringer show because you know how comedians are always so mad about bringer shows? But I need audience members. Like, I have plenty of comics at this point. I just need them to stop walking the people in the front. And not just because they're looking for salads. We have great cheesesteaks. But, uh, yeah, it's like uh, the people there really need to redecorate. They have, like, old Wheaties boxes on the back wall, like, from the 70s. You can tell they've been bleached out. I mean, they think they're collector's items, but no, they're just crap. And uh, they've got murals painted, and it would be cool if it was, like, a local team, but it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, so um, I hear uh, there's no spirits allowed here anymore. Is that true? Man, that's going to be a bitch for my seance night. Wah, wah, wah. But uh, anyway, yeah, I am looking for guests late night. Uh, so if you like to hang out with weirdos and talk about funky things, hit me up sometime or just drop in on a late Tuesday after the sick, sad mic. It can't get any sadder than that. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> machines, 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 machines. David Stolowitz. Yeah, so um, I think the way that we get around the spirits is that if the gate is closed, like if it's 10 o'clock and the gate is closed and you're in here, we're technically closed. So no one can come in, so you won't get busted. Right? Because the reason we got busted is because it's a public space and people walked in off the street. Even if it's BYOB, then we're still distributing. So, but if the gate is closed and it's not open, then it's closed then it's, because it's a private property at that point. Okay. I think that that's how it works. I'm gonna, I bet right now it's, it's a dry space because I still have to go to court and it's criminal and it's crazy. I don't even know what's going on. Sorry. No, I know it's, but I get a pro bono, my lawyer's pro bono, so it's, I'm really excited. Nothing's gonna be terrible. Yay, comedy. Uh, Matthew Banks still isn't here, right? Roman Leo's still not here? Okay, that's cool. Um, well then, I'll run around and do some jokes really quickly. Yay, you've got for me. I'm so nervous. The girls who busted me last week, they were wearing a hoodie and they looked just normal, just like you guys. So I got to ask, are you law enforcement officers? Thank God. Okay, it would be entrapment if they said yes or if they said no or something. I don't know how it works. Are you a cop? I want to say law enforcement officer because I don't want to confuse anybody by saying cop because if they're from, like, say something else, that they're still, it's a law enforcement officer. What? Cops can lie to you. Cops can lie to you? Yeah, they can lie to you. Cops can lie to you? Oh my God. I don't understand why we can't just do comedy and hang out in a room. Okay, I'll be funny now. Um, I want to abduct a fifth grader. No, that's not true. I don't, okay, I don't want to have a baby, but the only reason I would have a baby is so that when it was in fifth grade, uh, that, so I could win the motherfucking science fair. 
Do you understand? So what I'm saying is the only reason for me to have a child right now is to win the science fair. So I want to find a good fifth grader. If anybody has a fifth grader, they want to loan me. They, they're going to win the motherfucking science fair. It's going to be awesome. Okay, I have a few ideas. Number one, I'm going to take a small child. We're going to go on the bus. We're going to take swabs with us. And we're going to find which muni line has chlamydia. Uh, no, just, not just chlamydia. Like how many, which, does the nine have more feces than the 27? I don't know. These are important scientific studies that need to be done with a fifth grader, do you see? So that we can win the fucking science fair. We're gonna be like, Muni? Really, maybe some, maybe some Windex? I, I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen. Okay, so that's, that's number one. Number two, oh, hey, Roman Liam. Uh, science fair project. Uh, I want, this is more like a, it's science, but it's like cooking as technology is science, like home ec, right? Uh, and so it's, it's about saving the vegans. So we can all agree that cashew cheese is not cheese. It's cashew cheese, it's vegan cheese. It's made of cashews, it's not cheese. We can all agree that. But what I say is, if you're using breast milk, vegans breast milk feed their children, right? So you can make cheese out of breast milk and save the vegans, yay! It actually will melt, it's like real cheese. You can make real cheese, it's a high fat content. You can make like a really good like breast milk brie. And you know, especially for all the mommies that are pump and dumping, you know, like they've been, when they drink, they don't wanna do it. So I want some Guinness garlic, maybe I make them eat garlic and Guinness and then we pump and dump and we turn it into this really great brie. It's like super melty and it tastes so good. See, he knows. Okay, but this, so that's the second science fair. So we're gonna win the science fair with breast milk, beer, cheese. Okay, this is the third one. This might not be the most appropriate. So I'm an alcoholic, so it's a little different. Uh, I went in the morning, a lot of times I, I pound water and then I vomited it up. So my question is, if I drink the water and it's 36 degrees and I vomit it 22 minutes later, how went, what's the temperature then? And how, how did my body heat it up? How many calories were burned in the heating up of the water that I drank and then vomited? <laughs> So if it's been 30 minutes and then I throw up in the cup and I take the temperature, not appropriate for children, but interesting nonetheless. <laughs> I think that the body as a machine. Okay. Uh, the last one is actually, this is my, I'm really excited about this one because it's actually going to change the whole world. Everything we know is wrong. Everything anyone's ever taught you anything is a lie. And I know this because the T-Rex bones were put back together wrong. All right? Hear me out. If you look at the T-Rex bones, imagine it in your mind, there's an articulated spine from the head all the way down, but the hubris of man says that the biggest, coolest dinosaur has to walk on two legs, right? Because as men, as the coolest things, of course the biggest dinosaur walks on two legs, what? With his little faggy arms up front, now if you re-put the bones back together correctly, like I have done with the Costco puzzle, that I bought and put together, the two and a half long puzzle. You take that hip cap and you flip it around and it makes a breastbone. Because every bird I've ever deboned has a breastbone. And I've deboned over a thousand birds in my time and they all have a breastbone. And then they have these weird little things on their back, which look like the weird thing. So you flip the hip cap upside down, you make it a breastbone. And then those T-Rex legs become huge beefy wings. It's a dragon, everyone. Why all the dragon mythology? And there's no dragons. Because we put the T-Rex bones back together wrong. But we've all been believing it since 1900. Because of the hubris of man, and of course that's the way it was. Do we, we, we must question everything, especially the T-Rex bones. I'm going to win the fucking science fair. That's what it comes down to, everybody. I'm excited about that. 
Yay, science fair. Uh, all right, uh, Roman Leo's here, so clap for me. Yay. Oh, like Icy Give it up for Pam Benjamin. Hamster. Yeah. Plastic ball. Roll around, squeaky eeky. Turn on the lights. Raised for anal badminton. Lights, lights, Yes. Ray lights. All right, your next comedian. He's a super funny guy. You guys are gonna love him. He's at the punchline all the time and everywhere else, all over. What is it? Where do we live? I have eaten too many treats today. I'm so confused. I'm like, where are we now? All over the Bay Area, clubs and colleges all over the Bay Area. Hey, everybody, clap your hands together wildly for Roman Leo! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. It feels better. Um, hey, you guys, uh, it's good to be here. Now that Pam's uh, made everything alcohol-free. I, I, Right? I don't know. It's the irony. Mutiny is alcohol free, and I don't think Pam should be allowed in. <laughs> um, oh man, I, uh, I'm having fun. You guys are new. This is a weird place. Pam will try to. Man, I don't even know. I can't. Uh, work hard. Okay, there we go. What's your What's your name? Mimi. Mimi. That's a great name. That's what they call my mother. She's eighty. She. Uh, some people. Some people say I'm old, right? Like, because I'm not a millennial. And then I'm like, but my mom's old. And then, but she describes herself as older. So I guess I am technically old. Millennials. Everybody's like a garbage person to a millennial. That's pretty much right. Garbage men. Garbage women. I don't know. I just moved here in '98, so I don't think I'm a. I don't know. I got. I've been having fun lately. I went to uh, L.A. for a weekend. Uh, got to see. I went to some hang out at some open mic, and my friend Dwight was like, "Man, he's been doing comedy for like 15 years. He's like, I have nothing to offer anyone." I don't have any stage time to trade or any good vibes or any any hang time either. I live in my car. So that's what you guys can look forward to. Yeah. <laughs> As comedians. That was fun to run into Dwight, see them fucking crank it. That's what it can be. You could be you could do this for twenty years and still be right here. You know what I mean? I don't know. I haven't I've accomplished some things, maybe. Uh <laughs> One time I got a gun pointed at me. That was fun. Open micing. Right? You ever have a gun pointed at you, anybody? It's, yeah, quirk figure. Yeah, this guy got shot in the arm this week. That's cool. Um, uh, the cop asked me if I feared for my life. And my honest, honest answer was like, no. Because like, I guess you have to care about your life to fear for it. But like, but but all I could think about was, oh, I'm going to end up in the hospital, you know? So, like, because the reason, there's this woman being assaulted, and I was just like, fuck you, this has to stop, right? And then the guy, like, ran a few steps, and then he turned around and, like, pointed the gun at me. I was like, ah, I'm going to stop chasing you now. But um, 
Like there's nothing, you're never more in the moment than when you're about to like go break your hands on somebody bigger than you. Right. I was like completely in the moment. But then when I saw the gun, I was just thinking about the future, not in the moment anymore. Just thinking about that bullet traveling through space at some point in the future. Right. It's funny. You think you'd be in the moment. Like, you, like if you're having sex, you're not in the moment because you're thinking about your ex and how hard it's going to be to convince you to marry her, marry you, you know, because she dumped you five weeks ago. That means you're not in the moment when you're having sex, right? So I was in the moment. One time I was sailing this Hobie cat on Lake Washington. And I looked under the sail and there was a powerboat on top of me and then I was in the water. I feel like that was in the moment, right? Life is exciting. I've almost died a bunch of times, you know? I feel like I jumped out of some airplanes and like the first time you go, you'll pass out until the chute opens, right? Because they have the cord that opens your chute for you. It's a static jump. And then, but then you're falling out of the sky or like the doing the, if you do like the full on free fall thing, you're like not in the moment at all. Cause you're like, where the fuck am I going to land? Everything looks like a fucking postage. Where's the landing strip? That's all like, you know, and then you land and you're like, oh, I should be in the moment now. It's like totally blissed out. Cause all the fucking adrenaline has left my body. But now I got to fucking worry about cleaning up the fucking shoot. Oh, the guy at the fucking thing is going to get mad at me. So then you're not in the moment. It's fucking hard to be in the moment, you guys. Right? I don't know. Maybe when planning for winter. No, that's not it. Right? Winter's the future. Survival, planning, learning how to build a house. How do you, how do you be in the moment? I think it's bullshit. I don't think anybody's ever in the moment. It's a fucking lie. You're just waiting for the fucking sensory isolation fucking tank. Not in the moment. You're just like, oh, why did I fart in here and defeat this thing? You know, like, that's a nice horn sound. It was like the sound of an angel farting. But, um, I guess I just wanted to talk about this fucking bullshit, right? Set foot on the ground. I talked about all the shit, you guys. I'm looking for love. Anyway, I got to get out of here. But uh, one way, just if you want to feel better, maybe you watch a little Oprah like I do. When I feel sad, I watch Oprah to feel better because she'll have like a 90% drunk driving burn victim on there. And Oprah will be like, here, make us feel better by explaining your how you deal with this every day. So we don't. And she's like the little burn victim, the little ET person with a fucking trench coat and a flower pot hat will be like, I only allow myself to cry five minutes a day. And then I like feel better. Because I'm like, my life's better than that. And I promise, and then I don't, and then it just reminds me not to dwell on stuff. You know? Just be in the moment. All right. Watching Oprah to feel better. I watch Intervention. That's what always makes me feel a lot better. Uh, the lady drinking Listerine instead of alcohol always makes me feel like I am definitely not an alcoholic. All right, your next comedian is here to make you laugh. Clap your hands together wildly for you, Jay. Hello. Well, um, I'm not from here. So this is going to be hard. We'll need to find something common to connect on or something like that. And like I work in one of those keyboard jobs. 
So I'm sometimes wondering like why I'm here or what I'm doing because, um, well, like the only thing similar is sometimes I do have to at work go and present something like talk about what I do, but the diff like it's not so hard, but I just need to get used to having to hear less laughter here. Yeah, that's what I heard when I asked for a promotion. So, thank you. Um, well, so let's see, let's see. We have something in common, I'm sure. Anyone else here hate their jobs? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, why do you hate your job, sir? Oh my God. Well, see, racism is not my reason for hating my job. Although, like, I feel yeah, like maybe, like I don't know. But my reason is like I suck at it. Like I suck at my job, so I'm like I don't know. I want something else. So I hate it. But like the thing I really envy is, don't you like when you see someone who has this perfect job, is they really like and they're settled in it? Don't you like hate them? Like or like you feel that angst against them, right? Yeah, I know. It's 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 so weird. When I look at the world, I think like they're probably as long as there's enough of people who aren't like us, we'll be fine. That's what I hope for mostly. All right, all right, let's skip and go into something else, maybe less controversial than politics, really drugs. Uh, where do you all buy your drugs? Anyone? eBay. eBay? Okay, CVS, well, yeah. You get some good stuff there. Like, probably not as good as Hate Ashbury or Dolores, but yeah, fine, CVS is good. I long for the day when like, I don't know, you legalized weed recently, wasn't it? You won't see it at CVS yet, I guess. Um, well, you know, I have, to say, I have to say something. Like, I'm addicted. I'm addicted to something that's not only legal, but actually encouraged in the Bay Area. I'm not talking about weed. Weed is totally fine. Weed is cool. There's no doubt about that. But like, what I'm talking about is the cell phone. Like, the cell phone is just, it's not only legal, but like, every time I'm just like on it, trying to see like, oh, what can I see on... Uh, like Facebook, what's happening? Like, oh, who unfollowed me there? Oh, wait, wait, what, what is that? Massacres, massacres, new shoes. So it's like, it's a drug. It's just gonna give me a quick fix all the time for anything I ever need. And I don't know why, but there is nowhere I can even go and check myself in for like cell phone addiction or something like that. The best I can do is go to open mics and like confess. That's why I'm here. Okay, we did drugs. Uh, let's let's see what else what else is controversial uh, okay what do you all think about trump anyone yay yay all right well i mean i guess i have mixed feelings about trump like i mean on one hand like most people don't seem to be yay they're like they're hating him like ah come on like he's just like another random f fuck what of a politician just whatever so i hate him so much but at the same time like i have mixed feelings because there's that. One thing I like about it is nobody seems to want him to speak. Uh, and he still just goes into a mic and says whatever he wants. And there's something identifiable about that. But, but, on the other hand, I am an illegal immigrant. So, he doesn't really appeal to our demographic very much. You could send him to India, like maybe we'll take him. But, well, um, so, Buying drugs, I run into a problem often. Whenever I'm in the streets and like, I'm like, okay, where do I get some acid? They're like, are you a cop? And I'm like, I'm not a cop, I'm Indian. We haven't taken those jobs yet. <laughs> so, 
Well, I have to say before I leave, uh, I'm not here to take the open mic amateur comics jobs yet. They haven't outsourced those yet. Goodbye. UJ, everyone. Clap wildly for UJ. Yes. All right. Your last community of the night. A very funny lady. You guys, clap your hands wildly for Madison Dunnitz. I haven't been here for a while because I've been trying really hard not to get fired. But I think I fucked it up this week, so here I am. Um, Has anybody noticed that life is a lot like one of those choose your own adventure books? You know, where you get to like flip and make a choice and then go to page 168 and then eventually the monster gets you and you die? Okay, here's the thing, I fucking hated those books. I hated not knowing like how all the different like decision paths went out. So I would like kind of mark where each decision was made and then as soon as I died, I'd go back and like revisit how life how the book could have gone. But you can't do that in real life. Like you can't just wait till you die and then say, "All right, well, should have done this." So life is actually worse than a choose your own adventure book for those of you guys keeping track. Um, This is not even a joke. This is just a PSA. Uh, Did you know that they make um, butt plugs with tails connected to them? So you can just permanently wear a tail? Like, really, no punchline. I just want to spread this news because I think, like, the more people who are aware, the better. And if if we get enough people wearing these, they'll start making pants with, like, a butt flap or a hole so you can stick your tail out the back. How great would that be? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) butt plugs for everyone. Um, (laughs) So occasionally, I like to go running without my inhaler just to remind myself that I'm going to die first in the apocalypse. Um, I used to run um, at my parents' house in the suburbs, in um, suburban Minnesota, so like we're talking about a lot of diversity. I actually... um, I thought I was half black until I was six because my dad's Jewish and he was like three or four shades darker. (laughs) My parents found out how stupid I was when I asked my dad if it was hard having to sit at the back of the bus because we learned about Rosa Parks that day. (laughs) It explained so many things to me. Um, I think they were a little concerned. Fair enough. Um, But so anyways, I used to run in the suburbs of Minnesota um, and there, if you don't say hi to people you know, like you hear about it, because they talk to your mom, and then your mom says, Madison, why don't you say hi to Judy? But I was usually high, so I couldn't remember like who I was supposed to know. <laughs> so just to be safe, I would wave at everyone, um, which I thought was like the best choice. But then one time I was on a run, and I waved at this couple, and as I ran by, I heard the wife turn to the dude and go, how do you know that girl? And I was like, oh my God, I could be a home wrecker, like without even trying. It's not how I see myself, you know. Um, what else is there? Minnesota life, oh man. My friend runs the poison control for Minnesota, South Dakota, and North Dakota, so she has the absolute best stories. Um, she one time had a woman call in basically to ask if she could get uh, herpes from Bambi because she had hit a car, or I'm sorry, she had hit a deer with her car 
killed it, but it was pregnant. So she cut the um, baby deer out, Bambi out, so Bambi could like you know scamper off and die alone. I don't know. And then she gave Bambi mouth to mouth, and three days later she got a cold. So she was really worried that <laughs> Bambi gave her herpes. <laughs> My favorite call, though, is probably the one from a dude who had decided that uh, filling his bong with gasoline would help him get the weed into his lungs faster. No joke. He called in and was like, <coughs> um, I filled my bong with gasoline. What do, you, what, what do you think? And my friend Jane was like, oh, my God, are you still taking hits? He was. He was. He basically had built a bomb and was calling in to just chat while he lit the fuse. <laughs> All right. That's my time. Thank you. That was a great set. That was, you have really funny. That's the true stories of hilarious things. Uh, hey, everybody. That's uh, the end of happy hour. But uh, stick around at 8 o'clock. We have Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Tonight, it's karaoke song and set. So we have comedians who are going to do karaoke songs, but we also have room for you, the audience, if you so choose to do some karaoke. We also have that. A lot of people don't know my first show here on Mutiny Radio is actually called Pamtastic's Karaoke Clubhouse. You don't sing with the radio. You sing on the radio. And funny enough, way less popular than comedy. <laughs> so people don't like karaoke, especially listening to it on the radio. But we're doing it tonight. I've usurped it. It's back. So uh, if anybody wants any songs, I'm going to be setting that up. Thanks uh, for being a part of Happy Hour. And uh, I know we're the happiest happy hour with no booze. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, see you next week. Yay! into my eyeballs with a needle? Well, that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no. No, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. 
Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacy at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my yes, technology question? absolutely. Ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on and, Tuesdays. And also Tuesdays. check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich. 
a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! <laughs> the dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for Free Minds. This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic. When comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Sick Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Sick Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalone, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, angsties. You're standing on my neck. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> to make decisions for someone who maybe even may be involved in maybe an influencer but doesn't have all the information so the section if you're like me you're probably wondering should i inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle well that's an excellent question i'm so glad you asked Statistics show that no, no, you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? 
That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more rain in San Francisco. Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. Uh, I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun, and we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and... 